The one story that can supercharge your traffic, increase your conversions, is your customer story. I'm going to send you nine systems for finding and collecting those stories no matter where they happen. Just text GMS9 to 321-392-6692 or click the link in the show notes to get those today. In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Welcome to The Garlic Marketing Show. I'm Ian Garlic, and this is a video edition. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can go over to my Facebook page, uh, just, and we'll talk about that at the end, or you can go to iangarlic.com to see the video, or go to YouTube. Any of those places, you can go to find this video. But if you're listening, you should get a lot out of it. And I'm talking today about why Donald Trump won and Hillary lost. And a lot of you have political views. A lot of you out there are very frustrated, angry. I'm going to frustrate you a little more at the beginning, but I promise at the end, for a lot of you, this is going to make a lot of sense and you'll be less frustrated and be able to take some action. So first of all, why did they lose or why did it come out the way it did? Well, it's marketing. The real reason elections, especially presidential elections, come out the way they do these days is marketing. And we're going to talk a lot about that today because for you to believe that it's not marketing is for you to be deceiving yourself. Marketing controls and influences the way we think, the way we act, the way we move. And if you're not marketing, you're being marketed to. And that's why I want to clarify now, marketing can be used good for good or bad. And I'm not going to make any judgment calls today. This is not going to be about politics at all. There's going to be no political leanings. This is simply about marketing because it's a marketing show. First thing I want to talk about is commitment and consistency. It's one of the six weapons of influence as put forth by Dr. Robert Cialdini in his book, uh, Influence. And we talk about this because these are proven weapons that are used to influence people. It's marketing. And marketing is just simply influencing people, having them see value and having them take action. So the, one of these weapons of influence is commitment and consistency. And what that means is once we verbally or have written or taken any type of action to say that this is the way we're gonna act, we tend to act in that way. And if we take small action, we, we will then take bigger action. And actually one of the studies he puts into this book says that People will not put a big sign out in front for their candidate. But if, unless they put a little sign out first and then are asked to put a big sign out. And it's that commitment, that consistency that really Donald Trump activated. He really activated and kept pushing forward. And we're talking about that more because he activates a certain crowds and Hillary did not. Trump won because he also activated the quiet. And what that means is within any group of people, there are people that sit on the sidelines that have an opinion, but don't say anything. And, and Donald Trump went step by step and made sure to activate the people that were not being spoken to, the people that were quiet. And this works within any group. 
there are people that will not take action that you can activate. And it's roughly 16% of those people. Uh, there's a lot of studies out there showing about 16% of any crowd is not going to take action. I'm not talking about even though they have an opinion. And when you want to motivate people, you can take get those 16%, you're going to get a lot more results because you're going to have those people that have that commitment, that have that consistency that we spoke of, that are already going to take action, that already spoke of. But if you can activate that extra 16%, as we saw, you know, if the, the election was decided by much less than 16%. So a 16%, even if you just say 50-50, Republican, Democrat, and, eight, and it's 8% of the population on one side or the other, that's 8% would have turned the election. Simply doing that will have turned the election. That's market. But Trump won also because we decide with emotion. And a lot of us want to say that we are logical beings. But the studies have shown, science has shown, brain scans have shown that we decide with the same part of our brain that we have emotional response in. What happens is we make an emotional response and then we back it up with logic. We, this is also where the storytelling comes in because we start to tell stories, emotional stories of, of what the future is going to be like. And that's where fear comes in. That's where greed comes in. That's where change comes in. I'm not going to talk at all really about playing to fear, which a lot of people have talked to. And I do think it was a, a factor in the, the election. I'm not going to talk about that today because it wasn't as much as playing to emotion. Once you get people to make an emotional response instead of a logical one first, you will get them then to make logical decisions, get that commitment, get that consistency. And if you can activate that 16% with that emotional response, now you're hitting your numbers. Now you're winning. And then Trump won because of what's called the mere exposure effect. This is another scientific method that we've seen that the more people see of something the more likely that they're going to take action and the more, the more they're going to like it, right? So when we see someone's face, that's why we, we have celebrity endorsements because we've seen that person's face. We trust them. It's inherent in our minds because a long time ago, we didn't see a lot of faces. Think about it. When, up until a few hundred years ago, people saw 50, 60, maybe a few hundred of the same people, not thousands upon thousands of people. Definitely didn't have televisions. Didn't even have photography. So seeing someone's face tells our brain that that person over and over again, that that person is someone that's safe. And even if you don't believe it down below, our brains are starting to tell us. Now for the undecided, for that quiet 16%, now we're triggering emotion. We're triggering an emotional response that has nothing to do with the facts, but it has to do with science and our brains as human beings. People tended to, to like a person if they had seen his face a few times before, even if it was flashed quickly that they couldn't even notice it on the screen. Subliminal imagery will actually influence how much we like a person. And that's, if you uh, go to my Facebook page, gar there's a shortcut, garlicface.com. You can get a link to all these articles. You can find it. You can read them yourselves. These are scientifically uh, researched articles. But the big thing is, when you think about the commercials that you saw, how much more did we see Donald Trump than we saw Hillary Clinton? A lot more. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that Hillary lost on is if you watched her commercials, there was a lot of Donald Trump on there, which triggered an effect like this. 
So it spoke to that 16%, spoke to the quiet people, spoke to the undecided or the ones that weren't going to take action. Emotion activated the 16%. And that is a critical, critical thing to think about because now we're, we haven't even talked politics. We haven't talked decision, but people will make an emotional response and then with true commitment and then through consistency, they're going to back that up. Indifference moves from indifference with exposure that moves into that consistency. Think about it. You move from being indifferent and then you see a lot of someone, you're exposed to them and then all of a sudden now you have an emotional response and now you trigger consistency because you say, hey, I like that person. You verbalize, hey, I like that person. It's going to snowball. And once that happens, it's really hard to change people's minds because of the strength of commitment and consistency. Consistency is deep rooted in us as human beings. And that's why we see such strong political divides. Up until now, it's just been marketing. We saw Donald Trump's face more. He activated the people that were quiet. Uh, there's so many of these factors that come into play. And he's a great marketer. But also, Trump won because of what's the code for president. And this is actually a book called The Culture Code. Uh, it's a fantastic book. And this is a well-researched phenomenon. But we have codes in our brains. We have shortcuts in our brains for for important things in our life. And the one thing is that we are a nation of rebels. And in the book, The Culture Code, uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce because I have no French speaking capabilities, but uh, uh, Clotaire Pay, I guess, sorry, um, said that we are a nation of rebels. And I mean, this guy did thousands upon thousands of interviews and realized that, and if you think about it, that we came from a rebellion. And we rebelled against a king that was not ours. So we never got rid of a king. So we stayed a nation of rebels. And that's why we choose a rebellious leader. We want someone to deliver us to the promised land. And actually, he says the code for president in the United States is Moses. And if you think about it, we always want someone to take us to the promised land. We always want change. That's why we see this turning over and over again which is great because it's a great balance. I, I firmly believe we should have all political views as long as they're not actually genuinely cruel, but we do need those political views. So obviously when you look at Donald Trump, he was a, a rebel. He was delivering us to a promised land. He said a promised land. Hillary was status quo, improving about the things we, that we have. Whether you think we want to make America great or not, if you don't think America's great, that's up to you. But what I'm saying is, this is the code that's embedded in our country's thinking. And once again, Donald Trump triggered that. The other thing that in the book, The Culture Code, it talks about that we want an entertainer for president. We want someone to entertain us. If you look back at Ronald Reagan versus Jimmy Carter, you know, Ronald Reagan is a strong entertainer. We want to be entertained, we want hope. That's what Barack Obama won, was hope. And that's what Donald Trump provided to a lot of people, was hope. And of course, he is an entertainer. I mean, he's been on TV, um, has a successful TV show. We pay attention to him. People pay attention to him, whether you like him or not. And that combines, once again, with entertainer, because we've seen him so much, mere exposure effect, and we see how it snowballs, right? 
The other thing that happens was filter bubbles. And this is a great thing put forth um, and a unique phenomenon because social media has never been so prevalent. Once you have that commitment, once you have that consistency, you are going to pay attention to anything that's written that is consistent with your views. We want to reinforce our own personal views because we want to feel good about ourselves. So commitment consistency leads to filter bubbles. We start paying attention only things that go in a certain direction. So once Donald Trump activated those quiet people, the people that weren't being spoken to, once he had emotional response from, once he got that commitment, that consistency, then the filter bubbles kept them and kept them talking about it. And it snowballed once again within their own groups. And Hillary lost for those reasons. Hillary lost because of all those things. But also, I want to talk about a few other things. Hillary lost because she spoke to supporters, not the middle. Meaning, she spoke to the people that were her strong supporters, not the people that were undecided, not the quiet. And this time, she needed to really, really take and talk to the people, talk to that 16%, motivate them, speak to the people about change. All those things that Donald Trump did, she didn't do. She also was lacking on exposure. For every time that she was on TV, in, in the press, Donald Trump was on 20, 30 times. And when, once again, whether you like him or not, when we think about that mere exposure effect, man, that's going to be very effective in motivating the people that maybe were on, on the fence or maybe the people that weren't motivated before. So she had no exposure. And this is a big one for me that I think most candidates don't pay attention to. Telling people to vote, telling supporters to vote, it doesn't make them vote. It's, this is very basic marketing. Because if I tell you to do something that's a big task that you've never done before, if, I tell, if you've never listened to a podcast before and I tell you, hey, go download my podcast, probably one in 20,000, maybe one in 30,000 people would actually go do it because you have to go learn how to download a podcast, get the podcast app, find my podcast. There's so many steps in it. And realizing that simply telling the people to vote, unless they're highly, highly motivated, is not going to work. What they should have done is move them step to step to step. Tell them how to research the vote. It removed all the barriers to voting. Had them actually go down to where they could vote once or twice. Think about it. You know you need to go to gym. Probably at least 50% of you have a gym membership that you don't use. You know you need to walk in there, but you might not go, go in there because you just don't know what exercises to do. Or you might have this excuse or that, or you're going to do it later. Someone else is going to vote for you. Hillary's going to win. And that was a huge mistake. It cost those few percentage points. So by now you're frustrated, but I'm telling you there's good news. That There's good news that, like I promised, you probably frustrate one way or other. Whoever you voted for, you're like, if you're a Trump supporter, you're like, no, he won because he's great. If you're a Hillary supporter, no, she lost because Trump took it from her. Whatever. It's marketing. But there is good news. You can control this. You can make a change. You can make a change to your life. But the first thing you have to do is decide what you want. Decide what you want out of life and make that decision. Write it down. I hear a lot of people complaining about stuff, but I'm like, well, what do you want out of that? They're complaining because someone else told them to complain. 
Do not be that person. Decide what you want. And decide what affects that. Once you decide what you want, what is going to affect that decision? What is going to make that decision change? What is going to make that thing you want happen or not happen? Whether it's you want to make more money, you want to be happier, you want your kids to grow up in a safer world, what is really going to make that change? And find the key performance indicators. This is any business and in your life you can do this. We use this at our business all the time. Any great business has what's called KPIs, key performance indicators, things that you can monitor, things that you can watch and say, this is on track or off track. Find those, determine those numbers, the quantitative numbers. They'll take the emotion out of it. So you can't be marketed to. Take that emotion out, decide the key performance indicators, and then affect what you can control. Because in the end, getting frustrated about things way out of your control is not the way to move through life. And it's not gonna make any change in the world whatever you want that change to be. If you're not happy with your life, find out what you can control and affect it. If you want your life to be better, if you want your life to be great, find what you can control and affect it. But be aware of the things out there. I'm not telling you to be completely unaware, completely tune out, but learn to remove the emotion from it. And that's where key performance indicators are gonna go. That's where understanding the power of marketing is gonna go. Understanding everything that I just told you will give you a different light. Continue to learn about marketing no matter what you want to do. If you want to change the world through a nonprofit, if you want to run your own business, if you want to make your business better from the inside, the business that you work for, have awareness but not emotion. And this affect others. Start marketing today. Whatever you want to do. I, you know, even I look at my wife and our, my, our son Max. She applies basic marketing to get him to do what he wants. And it's so, so powerful. Understanding how marketing works, understanding people's wants, understanding their needs, and understanding their alibis for not taking action. Understanding these things and how to affect them will enable you to have a better life, make the change that you want, and overcome whatever frustration you have about the election. I promise you're in control. You are in control. You just have to take that control. And I hope you do that. I, I know a lot, some of you will. I know some of you will say, hey, this isn't true. Marketing doesn't influence the world. Let me tell you, nothing's happened without marketing. You go through back episodes of the Garth Marketing Show, we tell all these true stories of really how change was affected through marketing. So if you want to go to iongarlic.com, See some of those back episodes or my Facebook page. It's at garlicface.com. Uh, that's a hard one to forget. Uh, but yeah, go, go on there and start to learn. Because I promise you, if you want to do anything, if you want to make any big changes, whether make more money, uh, be happier, influence the government, you're going to need to know market. Thanks for listening. And I hope you continue listening to the Garlic Marketing Show. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.